0: Thank you for joining us today at the online service. So good to be here with you guys. I'm Mariana.
1: And my name is Stetson, and I'm actually your online service host today, which means if you are watching this during the live premiere on Sunday for the 9 a.m. or the 11 a.m. service, I am in the chat, so please say hi, that would be awesome. I'm literally sitting at my desk doing nothing right now, and it would be so fun to get to talk to you, and maybe it would be more fun for you to talk to somebody else while you're watching this. So I would love to say hi. Uh, In addition to that, uh, immediately after the 9 and 11 a.m. live online uh, broadcast, I am going to put a link in the comments to our digital lobby. And if you click on that link, you will get sent to a Facebook video chat, and we can actually see each other and talk to each other as if we were in a church lobby. And it would be so fun to just hang out and chat after the service is over and see each other. Maybe you're watching this and we haven't seen each other for a long time, or maybe this is your first time and you'd love to like, see someone face-to-face. That would be so great. And even if you're not watching this live on Sunday at 9 or 11, uh, you are more than welcome to join us next week for the online experience, Uh, but please make a comment still. We would still love to hear from you.
0: Yes, we love connecting with you and make sure that we're connected as a family. And one other way that we have to experience that is through groups. So if you're not yet part of a group, we highly encourage you to be part of one. There are several groups going on and new groups that you can start. There are groups online, groups in person. So definitely check that out on our website.
1: Yeah. College students, we have really missed you. Most of you have been gone since March, which is insane. And you are very much a part of our family, and we don't feel whole without you, which is why we are so excited that a lot of you are starting to come back. I want to tell you about college weekend. So on August 23rd, which is a Sunday, during our in-person 9 a.m. service outside in front of the church... Uh, After that service is over, we are going to have a whole bunch of food out there and information for you about what we are doing this school year. But more importantly, we just want to see you again or maybe even meet you for the first time because we have seriously missed you. We are really excited about what this school year has in store and we really think you will be too. So please, on the 23rd, come to our in-person service at 9 on Sunday out in front of the church.
0: Yes, something else that is coming up that we want to bring to your attention is we have two classes for you coming up in September, Alpha Online and Financial Peace University. So these are great opportunities. Alpha is a great place for you to explore the foundations of Christianity and ask questions. And Financial Peace, if you need help in your finances, this is a great program for you to join. So check that out on our website. Registration is already open.
1: Yeah. If you are in need of prayer, whether it's something really big or something really small, this number on the screen right now is a number that you can text prayer requests to. And this gets sent to our prayer team all week long. So not just during the service, but for the whole week, you can save this number in your phone and be texting in prayer requests. And there are people ready and waiting to pray for you almost instantly.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and speaking of prayer, if you're watching this on Sunday, tonight, we're going to have a Facebook Live prayer event. Pastor Allen is going to be leading us into a time of prayer for schools. So if you're a student, a parent, a teacher, or you work, or you're part of the school staff, we want to pray for you as we enter this unique school year. And this is such a significant time in our community. So even if you're not involved with the school come to pray for others because we want to saturate our community in prayer during this time. So tonight, 6 p.m. on our Facebook
1: page. Yeah. And if you would like to give, there's a few ways you can do that. Uh, you can give through our website and that can be a one time or a recurring gift. Uh, you can also use the number on the screen right now to do the text to give option. But I just want to say thank you so much for continuing to support the things that God is doing in Christ Community Church. Well, that's it for announcements. Uh, I would love to pray for us before we get into this time together. So let's pray. Father, wherever we are at right now, whether we're uh, by a desk or in bed, or driving or going for a walk or a hike. And no matter what time we are listening to this, you are so present with us right now in this moment. So would you help us to just open up our hearts and just kind of quiet our souls so that we can step into your presence, which is already there. Mm -hmm. So Father, thank you so much for this time that we get to spend together. And with you, we open ourselves up and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
2: Well, let's draw in now to the Lord. Let's focus on His love for us. Lord, we celebrate Your love. We celebrate Your love, God. now, we would feel that in this moment, we'd be reminded of your pursuit of us. Thank you, Jesus. Be praised, be high and lifted up today, God. Will you now speak to us, Holy Father. Come and speak to us, God. We want to hear from you. We want to hear and feel know that you are near us now in Jesus name we all said
3: Christ Community, so glad you are joining us online. We love you and are so grateful for your engagement in in what God is doing at Christ Community. If we can be of any assistance to you in finding a group or receiving prayer or any other way, please don't hesitate to reach out. So last week I played uh, in a golf tournament with some friends and on one hole I was trying to cut the corner on a drive um, and my ball ended up landing close to another group on the next tee and unfortunately we didn't yell four um, to warn them because we weren't sure where the ball was was headed and so I was I, I went over to apologize to these guys and one of them just went off I mean cussing me out and Powering up like he was ready for Friday Night SmackDown or something. And I, I apologize. I tried to explain, you know, what happened. He would have none of it. I mean, he just kept shouting at me. A few holes later, he was still shouting at me. And at one point, he even threatened me. I mean, so much for a relaxing round of golf. Well, later that day, one of my friends shared with me some of the family challenges he and his wife are experiencing with their teenagers. When I got home, I got a text from a friend whose, whose father was just admitted to ICU, and then an email from another friend who just got COVID. The next day, I met with a, another friend who got hit by someone who was texting while driving, and the person just drove off. I received an email that same day from someone in our church sharing some some financial stresses and health concerns, and at one point, she commented on how she felt emotionally exhausted and when I, when I read her words I in light of the previous 24 hours, I thought, what an accurate description of where most all of us are these days. As our nation continues to experience tension and polarization, as COVID drags on with more cancellations and delays and uncertainty and economic and health impacts and extra stress for teachers and parents and students, all of these things are having an impact on our hearts. There is a palpable weariness, a frustration, an anger, a discouragement, a fear, a grieving, the loss of all sorts of things. Now, often our tendency as humans, and especially as Americans, is to stay busy, you know, just ignore our hearts, and just get kind of, we'll get through this, just kind of plow through, which doesn't help. It only drives these emotions deeper. But there's another alternative, there is another option, and that is to look to God for the resources that we need in this season, in the, in this journey. So we're walking verse by verse through the book of Philippians, which is a letter Paul wrote to a group of believers in the city of Philippi, a group of people who were experiencing the stress of relational tension and societal pressure. So in chapter 2, Paul begins to focus on this whole relationship area, which we're gonna talk about next week, some keys to healthy relationships. But on his way to that theme, Paul takes a moment in verse one to remind these believers of some amazing resources that are already theirs to enjoy. Some amazing realities that we often lose sight of, especially in the midst of stress and difficulty, but they are absolute game changers. And what's so fascinating to me about this verse is that it almost always gets skipped over. Almost always gets skipped over. We are so eager to get to the relational stuff in verses 2, 3, and 4 that we miss the wonder of what Paul is describing here. So let me read this verse, and then, then let's explore it together. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love if any common sharing in the spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded. Now, what makes this passage so tricky um, is that it's stated in the form of a conditional clause, an if-then statement. But in the Greek language, the word if here literally means sense, S-I-N-C-E, sense, See, Paul is describing four amazing realities that are already ours to enjoy and experience. And as we will see, each one of them speaks directly to our emotional exhaustion and our struggles in this season. So let's look at each of these. Reality number one, you are united with Christ. You are united with Christ. Look again at verse one. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ. Now this is a major theme in the writings of Paul. Over and over again throughout his letters, Paul articulates this incredible truth that that when we place our trust in Christ, it's not just that our sins are forgiven and we're going to heaven. We actually enter into a very real union with Christ. We are united with him in a dynamic, personal, relational way. I mean, this is what makes the gospel of Jesus so radical. I mean, for so many people, they view God as this kind of, this, this, this being up there, you know, kind of a distant being who is way too busy, you know, to be concerned with the details of my life. I mean, this was the view of Greek mythology, Humans were a little more than a nuisance to the gods, right? I mean, if you have been following our our Bible reading plan, Christ Community Bible reading plan, you read a few weeks ago the story in Daniel 2, where King Nebuchadnezzar wants his wise men to tell him a dream that he had, and the wise men are freaking out, and they say to him, what the king asks is too difficult. No one can reveal it to the king except the gods, and they do not live among humans. See, that was their worldview. The gods are up there, and and, and they don't really hang out with us down here. Even Judaism had certain elements of this, that God was to be revered as holy, but not really experienced personally for us ordinary folks. I mean, that was Paul's perspective until Jesus revealed himself to Paul in a dramatic way, and suddenly Paul was captivated by the reality This reality of the gospel, he says in Colossians 1, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ in you. You are united with Jesus. Jesus himself spoke of this reality in John 14, verse 20. He said, on that day, you will realize that I am in my Father and you are in me, and I am in you. I mean, this is amazing when you think about it. We are united with Christ permanently. We are in an intimate experience of union with him. But the question is, are we living in this reality? Are we living in this awareness of our union with Jesus? Because when we are, notice the result. Look, look again at this first phrase. If you have any encouragement, from being united with Christ. You see, God wants us to be encouraged by this truth that we are united with him, that we are connected to Jesus in an intimate, life-giving way. Nothing can change that. Jesus paid for this union by dying for us on the cross and rising from the dead. He is all in. He is with you permanently. This word encourage speaks of a strengthening, that comes to us, a courage, a hope that comes to us from knowing that we are united with Christ. You know, it's sort of like the difference between dating and marriage. So when I was dating Raylene, you know, we were getting to know each other. I'm trying to impress her, you know, win her affection, hoping she likes me, hoping she's not going to break up. But when we got married, we became one. We're no longer trying to impress each other or win each other's affection. Now we're free to enjoy each other and love each other and draw strength from each other because we are already united in marriage. See, are are you living like you're dating Jesus or like you're married to him? In Christ, we are united to the God of the universe. You don't have to try to impress him. Enjoy your union with him. You are not alone. You are not powerless. You are connected to the living God in an intimate, personal way. Be encouraged by that truth. Reality number two, you are loved by God. Not only are you in union with him, he is head over heels in love with you. Look again at verse one. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love. See, you are loved by God. The word love here is the word agape, which speaks of God's intentional choice to love us in christ it's not about our performance it's not about our goodness it's not about our ability it's not about our effort it is a love that god bestows upon us which means it is unconditional it is unconditional it is immeasurable it is eternal it is unending it is bigger than our failures it is stronger than our fears now all that sounds great but how do we know this is true How do we know God loves us that way? Well, we look at the cross. Paul says it so well in Romans 8, if God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also along with him graciously give us all things? See, the cross of Christ vividly shows us that God is for us. Jesus choosing to die in our place for our sins so that we could be in a love relationship with God. And then Paul tells us just a few verses later in Romans eight, later in this chapter, for I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. God's love is bigger than anything you're facing right now. As Paul says in verse one, he wants you and me to take comfort. That's the word he uses. He wants us to take comfort in this truth. I mean, here's what's so powerful about this reality. The more we are comforted by the love of Christ, the less we will be ruled by fear. The Bible says that perfect love casts out fear. Fear and love are incompatible. So what is the antidote to our fear about our kids going back to school or our fear about the future or our fear of finances or whatever? What's the antidote? Love, God's love. We have an incredible resource to battle fear in our lives the love of god demonstrated through Christ's death on the cross reality number 3 that leads to the third reality paul mentions it reality number 3 the spirit of god lives in you the holy spirit the, the the spirit that raised christ from the dead that spirit lives in you now it's easy for us to know this truth at a theological level oh yeah i, I know that's true but are we living in this reality. I mean, look at how Paul describes this reality. It's fascinating. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being I with Christ, if you have any comfort from his love, if any common sharing with the spirit, the word translated common sharing is the Greek word koinonia. It, it means fellowship, a very personal relationship with and connection to someone. Now, now, some people interpret this as describing the fellowship that we have with one another in the spirit, but I don't think that's what Paul is talking about. He's gonna get there in a few verses, but in verse one, he is describing these very personal, very real spiritual resources that are already ours. And one of those resources is our relationship with the Holy Spirit, our koinonia, our fellowship, our friendship with Holy Spirit. And here's what the Spirit is doing in us. He is making the first two realities we just talked about. He's making those real to us. Our continual union with Jesus is made possible through Holy Spirit. That, that's what Jesus t- tells us in John 14. When he describes our union with him, he, he says it is the Spirit in us who activates this union with Jesus, where we can hear his voice and we can experience his power and his presence. And not only that, the Spirit is given to us to help us experience God's love. Check out what Paul says in Romans 5, verse 5. I love this verse. God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. See, a primary part of the Spirit's job description is to pour out God's love into our hearts. Later in Romans 8, Paul says that by this spirit we cry, Abba, Father. It is the spirit in us that is wanting to cultivate and help help us experience the comfort of the Father's love and the encouragement of our union with Christ. Again, in the midst of all the weariness and the stress of these difficult days, God wants us to be reminded of our friendship, With his Holy Spirit who lives in us, we can hear his voice, we can experience his love, we can know his comfort and his wisdom and his peace. This amazing person of Holy Spirit is yours and mine in Christ. Reality number four, God's heart is for you. Paul says at the end, verse one, if any tenderness And compassion. Paul is talking about God's tenderness and compassion towards us, his heart towards us. One of the things we so desperately need to be reminded of in this season is God's tenderness and compassion towards us. He sees you. He sees the weight that you're carrying. He sees the burdens that feel so overwhelming. He sees your grief at all the things you have lost in this season. He sees your struggles and fears, your disappointments and frustrations. He sees all of that through a heart of compassion. He feels what you and I feel. His response is not impatience, frustration, disgust, distancing himself from us in our weaknesses. No, no, no. He draws near to us with tenderness. Again, he feels what we feel. Well, how do we know this is the case? Well, we know this is the case because of Jesus. Jesus shows us what God the Father is like. He shows us the Father's heart. Jesus had compassion on the hurting. He had compassion on the broken and the the weary and, and the exhausted. And in fact, to those very people, he extended a specific invitation in Matthew chapter 11. Check this out. Come, this is Jesus talking, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's Jesus' invitation to us, to come to him with our burdens and our experience of uh, of struggles and all that, to come to him with these things and experience his tenderness and his compassion. God's heart is for you. All four of these amazing resources, are ours in Christ. They are resources that can help us in our weariness and our fears and our discouragement. They can help bring comfort and encouragement and strength. But the question is, how do we we more fully tap into these resources that are already ours? Well, the key is to find ways to remind our soul of these things. I mean, that seems to be what Paul's doing here. He is reminding us of these things. It's almost a, hey, in the midst of all the challenges going on, don't forget that you are united with Christ. His power and presence are, are with you. And don't forget that he loves you so much. that His Don't forget that his spirit lives in you and is continually whispering to you, to your soul, I love you. And don't forget that he sees you through a heart of compassion and tenderness. I mean, what would it look like for you and me in the midst of all that's going on, in the midst of stress, car accident, or a COVID diagnosis, or being yelled at, or or wondering how we're gonna pay the bills, what would it look like to choose to regularly remind our soul of these truths? A few days ago, my son Joel texted Raylene um, and I about a really stressful situation, he was going through at work, and he, he was asking for prayer. So I did the dad response. Um, I, I texted back two words on it, um, and then I said a quick prayer. Well, a few minutes later, my wife, Raylene, responded with this incredible picture that God had given her in prayer. She was praying for Joel. And I want to write, just read what she, she wrote. She texted, she said, she wrote, I hear the words from dad, that's my spiritual exercise that I teach, this Holy Spirit breathe on me. I hear the words from dad's spiritual exercise, Holy Spirit breathe on me. I see you, Joel. I see you alone at your computer and desk as you're saying this. And then in the next scene, Jesus is sitting beside you and your heads are bent together over what you're working on. And I hear you ask, how are we going to solve this? I love that picture. <laughs> I mean, that is taking the truth of I am united with Christ, and letting it speak to our soul in a specific situation. I mean, can you imagine the impact this could have on our level of peace, joy, encouragement, strength, as we allow our souls to more and more live in these truths? I mean, maybe as you're laying in your bed, trying to go to sleep, or as you're waiting in a stoplight, or you're spending some time in prayer, or feeling stressed at work, you take a few moments, and you think about one of these realities and you remind your soul that this is absolutely true of you. You are united with Christ. You are loved by Him. His spirit lives in you. His heart is for you. Let's pray. So I want us to do this right now in just this time of response. Wherever you're at, I want you to just take a few moments here and let's do this together. Let's take some time and let the Holy Spirit speak to our souls regarding these truths, okay? So I want you to, first of all, just think about an area of stress or discouragement or emotional exhaustion in your life. Just think about a struggle you're going through Okay, so in the quiet of your heart right now, I want you to let this truth settle into your soul. I am united with Christ. Imagine Him being with you in this situation. Now, I want you to let the second truth settle into your soul. I am loved by Jesus. Enjoy his love for you. Just imagine his love just enveloping you. He loves you. so as you're doing that, let me just, just a side note here. But if you have a hard time experiencing God's love, there just seems to be a barrier. I would just encourage you to sign up for a Hope Abounds prayer time. We have this ministry in our church, free ministry. Just call the church. You can sign up for a time. And and, and we've seen God use it so powerfully to just help remove some of these these things that have created barriers where we just don't feel God's love. Not that He doesn't love us, but we just have a hard time feeling it. So I encourage you just to consider doing that. Okay, as we're in this attitude of prayer, let's move on to this third truth. Let's just let this settle into your, into your soul. His Spirit lives in me. The Spirit of God lives in me. So let Him just fill you right now, just let him fill every area of your life. And this fourth truth, his heart is for me. Jesus is for you. Let that truth settle into your soul right now. He sees you with eyes of compassion and tenderness. God, thank you for these realities that are already ours in Christ Jesus. And I wanna pray, Lord, I I wanna pray for us to... To remind our soul regularly of these realities. To remind our soul of these things so that we would more and more be encouraged and comforted and strengthened by these things in the midst of all that's going on around us. We love you, God. We worship you. We thank you. For all the desires in Christ. I pray for I pray for the fullness of your spirit your love your encouragement your compassion and let me just give an invitation here just kind of feel prompted to there may be some of you watching this and you realize you all these things are found in Christ, but you don't have a relationship with Christ. It's not this automatic thing. It's, it's something we receive once we enter into a relationship with Jesus. And maybe you, do, you don't know if you have a relationship with Jesus or you know you want that. He wants that for you as well. It's not about you cleaning up your life or trying to be a good person. It's about you receiving the gift of, his son, of, 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 of the Father's Son, Jesus, receiving that gift. And so I want to lead you in a prayer right now. You don't have to work for this. You don't have to earn it. All you have to do is receive it. So if you want to receive the gift of a relationship with Jesus and all these things that we've been talking about, just pray this prayer along with me in the silence of your heart. Dear God, I admit that I am a sinner and I'm separated from you. But I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sin to restore my relationship with you and so I choose to receive him right now. I place my trust in you, Jesus. And I receive from you your very presence living in me. Come live in me through the presence of your spirit. Cleanse me of all of my sin. Transform me through the power of your love. So, God, I pray for anyone who prayed that prayer, I pray that it would grow in their relationship with you. And I pray that for all of us, we would grow in our relationship with you. Now we ask you to set us free as we respond to you in worship. We love you, God.
2: Move in this space, God. Move in this space, Lord. restore every heart that is broken And our hearts and our minds with remembrance of your faithfulness. Stir it up, Lord God, as we recall your faithfulness, God. your breath. really felt strongly to sing this, especially in this season, to remind our hearts and remind our souls of who reigns on high. So I just want to invite you to sing with me, whether out loud where you are or just in your heart. But let's just sing the simple truth out that our God reigns,
0: today. It was so good to be here with you guys. Right after we dismiss you with a blessing, you're going to see a slide on the screen with a couple of ways that you can continue to respond to what God is doing. And one of them is through prayer. We would love to pray for you. So please reach out through this uh, text. You can can text your prayer request today and we would love to pray for you. And also you'll see the several ways that you can give and partner with what God is doing here through Christ's community.
1: Yeah, and I've just posted the link in the chat and the comments for the digital lobby. And I would really, really love to see you and spend time with you. So please, if you'd like to, click that link. It'd be great to see you. All right, I'd like to close our time with a blessing. So please pray with me. May the time spent in this moment make an impact on your week. May the things that you've heard in the things that God has shared with you sink deep into your soul and change your perspective moving forward. May you take these things with you and be blessed. I pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.